Hey guys, what's up? It's Sean Cunningham here, and this is my not-so-expert opinion. Today what I want to talk about is something that's really been bothering me for about two weeks now. Um, I was going to make this podcast last week, but I don't want to just be the person who just stirs up controversy or everything that I talk about is controversial. Although, man, just knowing my personality, it just tends to be, and it isn't necessarily on purpose, it's just how my brain works, Like, and I, I, I can't help it at times. And so what I want to talk about, and again, I don't want this to come across as like I have sympathy for somebody, especially whenever they commit or do heinous crimes, such as, you know, murdering somebody on Facebook Live or, you know, killing people in the, in the parking lot at a club or whatever. But at the same time, man, how easy and simple is it for us as Christians, especially with Facebook, to see a tragedy? and be like, oh, I hope he burns in hell. Oh, he deserves to rot. Oh, you know, and, and all this stuff. And then whenever I started thinking about that and reading that, I kind of understood where they were coming from at first. You know, I was like, I was like, dang, man, that, that's harsh. However, this guy did do that, you know, act. And it is punishable, in my opinion, by death. And it wouldn't necessarily be too, too big of a stretch, you know, to think that, but then I just got convicted and sick to my stomach because at the same time, for my sins, for my transgressions, you know where I belong, you know what I deserve? To rotten hell. And that's just being honest and that's being real. I mean, so whenever I started thinking of it from that standpoint and I'm seeing Christians throwing this stuff out, it, it, it's almost like it's very simple and easy for us to forget that we're not righteous, that we aren't the key, that we don't hold, you know, the keys to heaven, that Jesus Christ holds the keys to heaven. So in order for us to get there, we don't deserve it. God has to send his grace. We have to accept what we cannot earn. We have to accept what God created, what God has has given to us that we have nothing to do with and yet we love to throw around someone else deserves or has a um you know a lack of deserving of going to heaven and whenever you think of it from that standpoint man it is crazy whenever i hear that you know whenever you read the bible you know god wants no one to perish no one to go to hell that is not what god wants like like the, the punishment is, of course, you know, hell for not living for Christ, but Christ still wants you to live for it and uh, live for him. And so whenever I really started thinking about this, man, I was just thinking, man, what in the world is going on? And this isn't the first time this has happened. As, as a matter of fact, you know, the, the, this was in the Bible and a lot of people don't even realize it because, well, one, they don't read the Bible. And um, two, whenever people talk about the story of Jonah, the only time that they mention it really is whenever they're trying to teach little kids, uh, you know, a, a, a message from the Bible. And a lot of it gets missed because you do know that Jonah. Jonah wasn't like just this good dude that decided that he wasn't going to go somewhere, right? I mean, a lot of people I've, I, I know because I've asked them, you know, don't have an understanding. Jonah thought that where he was supposed to go, that the people were so bad that they did not deserve salvation. They did not deserve to hear the good news. So you know what he was going to do? He would rather them go to hell and not be able to hear the good news. Because why? Because he felt like in that moment that they weren't good enough, not realizing that neither was he. 
And it's so easy, you know, with, with, with us as people to do the same thing. So what, what I really want, you know, especially Christians to have an understanding um, as far as this concept is that, yes, there are sins that I believe and I agree that are punishable by death on this earth. But that does not mean that that person is now eliminated from the possibility or the chance or has less of a chance um, to accept Christ or, or, or receive the grace of Christ and eternal life. I mean, that's my thing. That's what I really want to convey to people, especially whenever these things or tragedies happen that it's just like, man, what a monster or Aaron Hernandez or or, or whatever, you know, it, it's just one of those things. But it's like, yeah, but they're people, too. They have a soul also. You know what? You're now telling him that, oh, well, you should be going to hell. But then you're failing to look at yourself and say, you know what? Thank you, Jesus, that I deserve to go to hell. And yet you sent your son to die for me. And now all of a sudden I. I belong in heaven because I'm living for you. And the thing that people forget is that you haven't always done it right. You haven't. You haven't always been at the right hand of the Father. You haven't always been. And you may not currently be living the way that you should be. And yet we still walk around like we're so righteous. Whenever realistically the only reason why that we're here or in the position that we are in is because whenever we as people who sat there and were 100% completely unqualified, did not belong, did not deserve it, God sent his son, Jesus Christ, to die for us and go to hell and get those keys and bring it up with him. And then now stand here and say, I love you guys anyway. I love you so much that after you screwed it up the first time with Adam and Eve, I sent my son to die for you. What more can I do? And I feel like the people have really got to the point where they're so comfortable, they're so spiritually fat and lazy that now all of a sudden they would rather just sit around and judge somebody else rather than taking to them the good news. You know, sit around on their keyboards and talk about, oh, I'm glad that he's dead. I hope he burns in hell. I hope he rots. Man, how arrogant as people can we become, especially whenever it comes to the stupid keyboard? Like, honestly, I feel like the people as soon as they get behind a keyboard or as soon as they start scrolling their phone, they forget about their witness. It is like all of a sudden their witness is no longer important. Their witness is no longer what becomes the main focal point. It is what can I say? How can I react? And those are the people whenever I see that, that it's like my, well, my dad used to tell me, how you can really judge somebody and see and don't talk about how you know you you can't be judged this or that that is not true and that's not biblical because we can judge the fruit and that is biblical but what my dad used to tell me is this very simply but it's you know quite apparent if you want to know somebody especially like a young male athlete where their heart is honestly and how close to the lord they are Put them in a position of sports, especially if they're an athlete, and how they handle themselves and conduct themselves in that moment will tell you directly where their relationship with Christ is. And honestly, I firmly believe that just from years and years of experience with people, if you want to know where someone is as far as their walk with Christ and patience and all this stuff, Put them on a ball field and not only put them on a ball field or put them on a basketball court, let them be down 12. Let them, you know, have have made a, a great pass and someone else just not pick it up. Let them be, you know, just not clicking on all cylinders as a team. And that will tell you where that person is. And I believe that.
And so now to take that a little bit further, I believe that in a more of a um, something that maybe everyone can relate to, um, but a very similar, similar situation is allow some tragedy to happen and then watch how that person posts on Facebook initially after they first learned about it or, or how some tragedy happens in their life and their first initial reaction will tell you exactly where they're at with Christ. I mean, exactly where they're at with Christ. Oh, you got to have faith. You got to have faith. Well, whenever life sucks, what do you do? That tells you where your faith is. Don't get up here and tell everyone that, oh, you got to have faith and you got to do this and you got to do that. And then you get a flat tire and you act like your whole entire world is just, you know, crumbled all around you. Your cell phone bill is a little bit late. You don't have enough money this week. Blah, 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 blah. Get over it. And that's my whole point in all of this it is, is, is that whenever I see this nonsense going on and, and, and it's like we as people, we as Christians have forgotten. We have just been we have gotten so lazy, so complacent that we don't even care, we don't even think twice or most of us don't even think twice as far as whenever we're posting something like, oh, Aaron Hernandez did this. Oh, I hope he rots in hell. Who are you? What's going on? Where in the world does it say that? Where in the Bible? You know what's funny is Jesus is the only person who can make that call. Not one time did Jesus say, I hope you rot in hell. And that's just fact. And that's truth. And that's honest. Now, if you choose not to go with Christ or if you choose not to walk with Christ, then yes, you you know what? The um, wages of sin are death. That is 100% completely correct. However, all of us have sinned. All of us has fallen short of the glory. But yeah, we make ourselves feel better or think that we look good because we're able to pass judgment on other people who the only difference between them and us is that they have not received or accepted Christ. But maybe, maybe the reason why that they haven't accepted it or the reason why that they don't believe in it is because the people that they have to look to as far as who they, who, you know, say that they're a Christian is you. Maybe that's the problem. Maybe whenever these situations occur, whenever we're talking about, oh, God is sovereign, God is this or God is that, and then all of a sudden, you know, it's such a small, simple thing that they've been dealing with much, much bigger things, you know, having more faith, not in God, but just more faith in themselves, then whenever we collapse and we crumble, and then all of a sudden we want to talk about how great God is, that person says, well, he wasn't that great last week. Oh, now that you got a raise, God is good? Oh, now now that you're making $200,000, now you're going to tithe? And not only are are you going to tithe, but you're going to give 15%. Good job, man. That's awesome. Now, that that, that was me clapping my hands. I I, I haven't ever really tried to give a round of applause really into a microphone or not. So I don't know what it sounds like. But if you could tell or if you couldn't tell, yes, that was me clapping my hands for you. Congratulations. But what are you doing for the people around you is my question. Because now that you're saved, now what? That's a better question. So not only that, if that person is using or they are viewing you to be their, their, um, 
the barometer, you know, the litmus test for Christianity, and all they saw was the nonsense that's going on rather than all the righteousness that we speak about, but our actions say something different, guess what? You are going to be the one to answer for that. I'm going to be the one to answer for that. And I'm not saying that I'm always perfect. I'm not even remotely close, but guess what? I don't walk around and act like I'm perfect either. I don't walk around and act like, oh, well, hope this guy goes to hell. Yeah, why? Why? You know, I don't understand. I don't get it. I, I just don't. Because for me, in my life, as, as soon as I accepted Christ, you know what? I, I just have this, like, people are like, oh, yeah, man, you, it, it's really awesome how much that you go on missions trips. Man, it's really awesome how much you work at the church. There's only one reason why that I do all this stuff, though. And it is not so that people look at me and think that I'm a good person because I don't care about that. The reason why that I'm doing this here is because I love Christ so much because of what he's done for me and what he's changed in my life that I want other people to have the exact same experience. That's it. That's all. That's all I want. All I want is for the people who feel worthless, the people who just don't feel like, you know, they're they're just in all this bondage, whether it be insecurity or whether it be doubt or whether it be, you know, whatever type of sin and they just feel like that there's no way out or, you know, they've, they, they, they've already accumulated everything that the world tells them that's going to make them happy and yet now they're standing there looking at a gun thinking to myself, oh my gosh, I'm going to blow my freaking brains out because I can't figure out the solution whenever I have the solution to all problems inside of my heart and God has came and, and, and just changed my life completely how in the world can I not be passionate and excited about that especially whenever I can help someone else get and feel the same thing that I can now I don't understand I don't get it the mentality the um passion the whatever you know people want to call it as far as that that, that is inside of me is not that special God, you know, Jesus Christ, um, you know, making that move as far as, you know, the initial move, which was dying on the cross for me, that's special. You know, God loving me enough to send his son for me, that's special. But what I've done is not, not at all, not one bit. So guess what? I have an understanding of how unrighteous my thoughts are. I have an understanding of how unrighteous as a person I am. But guess what? God sent his son to die for me anyway, so that gets me excited. So whenever I see somebody else, I'm excited to talk to them about it. I'm excited to show them what Christ has done in me. Not so I can turn around and say, look at me, look at me, look at me. But look how crappy I was. Look how terrible I was. Look at how awful everything was and now how great things have become. Why? Because Jesus Christ changed my life. That's it. Plain and simple. So next time, whenever you guys hear um, or see somebody saying, oh, I hope they burn in hell or I hope they rot in hell, even if it is a heinous crime, I just, I just pray that we begin to just really have an understanding of what it really is and what it means. This is real life. And it's funny because in this real life, it's temporary. So this temporary life leads to a permanent home. So then if all of a sudden we're talking about a, um, a temporary choice right now will lead to a permanent outcome, how in the world can we sit there and act like that it isn't a huge deal or that it isn't that important or we can just throw words around like, oh, I hope he rots in hell. Oh, I hope he goes to hell. Oh, go to hell. And to me, whenever I hear that, I'm like, dang, again, 
because I know where I belong. So anyway, that's pretty much not really what I had intended to speak on. Um, but that's where I'm at right now. I mean, it was really what I meant to speak on, but just not necessarily, I don't know, I'm probably waking everybody up. Um, as far as, you know, because I am very passionate, because I am in this moment, in the, whenever it comes to these topics, you know, people in general, I used to not like people. I was not a good person at all. I could care less back in the, I mean, I mean, I couldn't care less, I should say. It was, you know, on the ridiculous side. And now whenever people talk to me or, or or say things to me like, oh, man, you're such a good person. I just look at them like, what the heck are you talking about? You know, because people aren't seeing Jonathan. People aren't seeing the old me at all. What people are seeing is what Christ has done through me, not in, inside of me, not what John the D-bag has done, you know, as, as, as far as like any of this. So... That's the thing. That's why I'm so passionate about it. That's the reason why that like these type of topics just get and just hit me hard, so hard because I'm like we were all we were all not Christians at one point. I mean, and even though we were, you know, non-Christians or not practicing Christians, now again, the only thing that we've done is said a prayer. Half the time, people who claim to be Christians aren't even reading their Bible. They aren't praying every day. They're doing just enough, just barely enough to get into heaven. And as long as they barely get in, you know what? You know, just just like some of the tests I've taken as far as standardized tests, just got to get a 70. That's some. That's how some people live their Christianity. Like, well, I've just got to get a 70. As long as I get a 70, I'm good. And you know what? That's not me. That's not, if, if I'm going to do something or if I'm going to put my time, energy, and effort into it, it's going to be 100%. And I don't have time for things that I'm not going to do all the way. So anyway, all right, guys, that's all I got for today. I, I know it seemed like it was more of a rant today, um, but, you know, that's just what's inside of my heart, you know, this current moment. And it's been really bugging me. So this has almost been therapeutic for me just to kind of be able to get this off of my chest and, and, and just out there into the world. Because, you know, again, I'm not sympathizing with the person as far as their actions or what they've done. All I'm doing is sympathizing with them as one center to another. That's it. But anyway, all right, you guys can follow me at Castle Law ENT on Twitter. That's right, at Castle Law ENT on Twitter. I'm about to have a new website up. Um, I, I got a whole bunch of stuff coming. I've blocked off a lot of time over the next two weeks to really work on this podcast. I'm actually going to start uh, taping the, the, the podcast, so then you will actually be able to see it um, recorded as far as video is concerned, and you can see all the ridiculous faces that I made because I am fairly animated with my hands my face i punch the desk you know that sort of thing on a regular basis you know i got literally have cuts on my hand from it but yeah man um i will see you guys soon love you all god bless 